You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Just got to do what you got to do. So, yeah, do you guys want to talk about travel tech and things sure. like that? Yeah. Why don't we get going because I want to watch American Idol. Aha. Yep. It's I got like 15 things recording at the same time. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, and uh, I don't know, maybe we are American Idols. And that's how people, is how we're going to start Geekiest Show ever this week. We've got our fingers crossed because uh, my internet's getting a little weird here. Uh, so hopefully we'll Illusion. get the show recorded. Yeah. Um, and uh, hopefully AT&T doesn't do any more funky crap uh, with their So towers. if we talk really fast, that's why, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if we talk really fast, <laughs> then I'll just post-production. I'll slow it down and we'll all sound like we're normal and mellow. Um, sure. I'd like to see that happen. Yeah. Uh, and so like we usually do, why don't we start out with the, uh, our weather and, um, well, we'll do it differently this time. Melissa, why don't you tell us what your weather is going to be? You really don't want to know. Yeah, sure. It, I it do. has been, it's been pretty awesome. <laughs> it's only 66 right now, which actually it's, it's pretty comfortable. Well, I did, you heard about my HVAC lows, so that, that's now all fixed and installed and so we're very very comfortable that's all taken care of now but yeah it's going to be 62 tomorrow 60 tuesday 71 80 for thursday and friday and then 78 for saturday it is pretty nice okay and elisa what's your weather looking like out there i was in florida last week where it was 80 and then it dropped down to 60 and I was freezing the whole time. I was going to say, was it balmy though? No, not at all. It was still chilly because there was no sun. It was all overcast. Mm -hmm. So not that I didn't wear shorts one day, Mm -hmm. but I also did have on a jacket. But, you know, believe me, I would rather be there where Mm -hmm. where I wasn't like shivering the whole time. Yeah, you pretty much just have to wear layers. Yeah. But for us, and plus there was not, not a, no snow. I mean, talking Florida, no snow and it was great. So it's been chilly here the past few days, but tomorrow's supposed to be 51, Tuesday 55, and then we go into the 40s. Then we hit 30s again, and then back up into the 40s and 50s. So we're slowly starting to edge toward consistent 40 and 50 degree weather. Not that we won't have three feet of snow between now and May 1st, because it has happened. It has definitely happened. But the good thing is now that we're in March, if it should snow three feet, it'll be gone before you know it. Right. Which I know makes Kevin very sad. Uh, yeah. Uh, and our weather for this time of year doesn't really suck. Uh, the snow is dying here slowly. So, Kevin, yes, he might be sad. Um, but yesterday we went down to Sioux Falls. That's kind of South Dakota's metropolitan area. It's about a two-hour drive. And we got down there. The temperatures were actually in the 40s. We were walking around in uh, shirt sleeves. Um, so it was actually pretty decent down there. Even up here, it's not too bad. Currently, it's 31. The rest of the week, it looks like um, mid to upper 30s. Maybe even Wednesday, we might hit lower 40s. Um, it'll hover in the oh mid 30s to, like I say, I think uh, next Saturday, maybe 40. So uh, we're having what I call our fault spring, I'm pretty sure, because we'll get our hopes up. And the snow will melt, and we'll start to think th- uh, thoughts of spring, and then Mother Nature will go, "Ha ha, you silly people!" And we'll dump probably a <laughs> foot of snow. yes, dump a foot of snow on us, and uh, it'll probably go you know freezing again. I always hated it when we had this on the farm. Usually it was like yeah, late February, beginning of March. It would melt, and the 
uh, ground would thaw a little bit, and you would drive across there with the tractor, and uh, you'd leave all these ruts, and it would freeze for the next month, and you'd have all these ruts frozen in the yard. You're bumping mm-hmm. across with the cars you're trying to drive out, no matter how much you tried to smooth it, they were always there. So, yeah, I always hated this kind of, Although, you know, it was a, a relief, but you just kind of just bring the real spring on, and let's, you know, get on with this. But this has been a decent winter, not, you know, knock on wood here. Uh, we haven't... Um, had you know too much snow so it's been compared to the last few winters we've had it's been pretty decent i hope i don't you know jinx anything here but um so i'm not complaining a whole lot i just i am waiting for spring though which uh i think that has uh, uh got us kind of thinking too because we were saying what should we talk about and we thought well let's talk about travel apps because um you know, summer travel hopefully will be upon us and my wife and i are actually talking about since we both got new cars last year and my daughter went out to, with her boyfriend, went out to California. They stopped at Red Rocks, Colorado, and said, hey, this is a really nice place. You guys should come out and see it. So I'm thinking, yeah, okay, maybe I'll try this road trip thing. And um, so we, I started looking at, uh, you know, some a uh, few travel apps to make the job a little bit easier. And then um, I think looking at the list here, Lisa has some for, because you're the, you're the cruise maven here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got a few there. Um so why don't we start with uh, you, Alyssa, and why don't you the, the the cruise stuff? All right. Well, like Mike said, I take a lot of cruises. I'm going on another cruise in October, if all goes well. So one of the things that I would recommend if you are thinking about cruising is to use a travel agent for your cruise, whether it's the local travel agent at the mall or it's an online one i use an online one and the reason for that is if you go to a website now we use royal caribbean that's that's been the cruises that we've been taking lately if you go to their website you can book online directly through them or you can call and you can do it over the phone and book the reason why you don't want to do that and we use a travel agent is because more often than not you're going to get a better deal with the travel agent for example if let's say a cruise for two people is $2,000, it's going to be $2,000 whether you book it through Royal Caribbean or the travel agent. But the travel agent is going to be able to give you some extra perks. You might get a free drink package or you might get a $100 shipboard credit or you might get discounted airfare or there's some sort of deal they can give to you by using the travel agent. The other thing is if there is an issue that you need to take care of, uh, maybe the price change before you made your final payment and you want to get it rebooked, if you do that yourself, you could be on hold forever. You could be arguing with someone if they don't want to do what you're asking them to do. Use travel agent. You just call them up and you go, hey, the price just went down. They take care of it for you. I have a question. So you, yes. So we're talking about this right as we're <laughs> headed into coronavirus territory stuff. What happens if you book a trip, like say you were planning, say you've already planned a trip or you're planning, you're in the midst of planning a trip, like you said, what happens if they cancel the cruise or they postpone it or something? You guess, I guess you have travel insurance and does that really protect you? Well, I have travel insurance. That's more for me than for them. As far Mm -hmm. as if I have to cancel, if a, if a cruise line cancels, whether it's the coronavirus or they had a problem with the ship itself, whatever the case may be, there's a, mm-hmm. a tornado coming or not a tornado, a, um, a tropical kind of storm, storm yeah. tropical storm. If something like that happens, what they normally do is when they cancel, they will give you a full refund mm-hmm. 
because they could not follow through with the contract. So they'll give you a full refund, and usually they'll also give you a discount toward a future cruise, mm-hmm. 25% or 50%, so you get your money back. The only thing you have to deal with is your airfare oh. if you if you, um, if you had to take a plane. Now, we use Southwest, so with Southwest, we get our we would end up getting a credit that has to be used within a year of when I initially booked the flight. With mm-hmm. other places like American Airlines or Delta, they're not going to give you anything back. Or if they do, they're going to give you just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it really depends, though. I mean, if you get someone who's really nice and you go, hey, listen, it wasn't me. It was them. They might give you a refund. If not, that's where your travel insurance kicks in. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I've never had that. The worst thing that has ever happened with us is we were supposed to go to a couple of different islands and they ended up changing them to other islands because of storms. Mm-hmm. But we still went. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing that I recommend is if you're cruising is there's a website called Cruise Critic. And if you go there, they have it. Uh, in fact, I'm opening it right now because they changed the they changed the design of it. You can do research on different islands, on different ships. You can get reviews that were written by people like me who have taken the these cruises. So if you're taking a particular ship, but you want to know how it compares, you know, ship A to ship B, you can read real reviews, not someone, a professional. People like you and me who took the cruise that will tell you honestly, I love this about it. I hated this about it. Uh, You can also look up shore excursions. But what I use it for is when we know we're going to particular islands. So say, for example, we're going to Cozumel, I go to the boards and then you can Click through till you find Cozumel as a port of call, and then you can either read the different threads until something is of interest to you, or you can say, I'm thinking about going to Mr. Sancho's. Has anybody written about that? And you can just type in Mr. Sancho's, and all the threads that have to do with Mr. Sancho's will pop up, and then you can hear reviews, what people think about it. And I use that every single time I cruise. Does the cruise plan your itinerary for you, or... Is there an app or something you use to plan your itinerary? When you, what I do is I go on the website. I don't, the cruising apps I've looked at, I didn't really care for. So I just go right to the website. Mm -hmm. And what you do is, okay, like if Mike was interested, he said he's going to be traveling this summer. And probably for you, the easiest location would be out of California because you're, you're closer to California. But, you know, even if you were willing to go to Florida, you would say, okay, we want to go for four to seven days, or we want to go to eight to 12 days. So you you choose how many days you want to go for. You would choose what month you want to go. Then you would choose, do I want to go to Bermuda? Do I want to go to the Caribbean? Do I want to go to the Mexican Riviera? Do I want to do Europe? So you, you choose, and then you, it finally narrows down, and then it gives you all your choices. And then you just click on which one works for you from a, a itinerary point of view, from a financial point of view. You don't say, well, I want to go to... Nassau and St. Thomas and San Juan. There may not be an itinerary that does all three. Mm-hmm. So you you sometimes you pick by the ship. Sometimes mm-hmm. you pick by the port because it's easier to get to the port. Sometimes it's, well, this is the one we can afford, so this is the one we're going to take. So there's there's different ways of looking. I'm trying to do different ports we haven't been to but we've been to so Mm -hmm. many that it's kind of hard to do that now so the one we're taking in october we picked on based on the ship because we haven't taken that ship oh so you have different criteria then you start with that criteria 
Yeah, it's so pretty amazing decided... to think of the algorithms behind all of that, like all the moving pieces and all the databases that have to connect and align and tap into each other. Yeah, and then that... you and you can go yeah. on and you choose: Do I want an inside cabin, which means it has no windows? Do I want an outside cabin, which means it has a window? Or do you want a balcony? <laughs> there's me. Like, where do I want to be quarantined at? <laughs> yeah. Then you've got, you know, the ones with the balcony. Then you've got suites. So you have different price levels. So I feel bad laughing about you know, it, but I'm just, I'm just laughing at myself because I'm so obsessive compulsive. I'm just making fun of myself. Yeah. I don't mean so to be insensitive to people who have actually yeah. suffered through that. So different, um, different levels have different prices. So if, Melissa, if you wanted an inside cabin and I wanted a balcony closer to the top of the ship, I'm going to pay a lot more than you are oh, yeah. for the same cruise. Of the but that's but that's an option. Like we we took a we took a balcony once just like as a treat. I think it was our 25th anniversary and then we said, "Oh yeah, we 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 can't go back. We have to have <laughs> we have to have a balcony." So, but what we do is we usually do a lower floor because a lower a, a lower floor balcony is less expensive than a higher floor because the higher you are, then the closer you are to the food, the bal- you know, the pools and, you know, so you're paying for that extra convenience, but to go up and down a couple flights of stairs is no big deal for us, but for other people, it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's whatever your budget allows. I'd be in steerage. <laughs> <laughs> Just put me down with a sack of potatoes. I'll be yeah, fine. I mean, we don't spend a whole <laughs> lot of time, but it's nice to sit on the balcony. Yeah. So like if I'm, you know, yeah. if I'm, up, if I'm taking a shower yeah, before I just dinner, make friends with people who have a balcony. I'm you know, my husband, my husband, <laughs> He'll sit, you know, he'll pour himself a glass of wine. He'll sit down on the balcony for a little while. And then when I get out of the shower, then he'll go into the shower. And then after I'm done getting dressed, I could go sit on the balcony for a little while. Uh-huh. And it's nice to go out there at night because, you know, before we go to bed, oh, you know, we open, look, you know, you look at the stars or if they're having um, some, not a thunderstorm, but like you see a lot of lightning sometimes, which Ooh, I love lightning. I or, 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 or sometimes you'll see a ship going in the opposite direction. Like if you're leaving an island, the ship is going to the island. So you see another ship all lit up. Now, do you feel it at all? Do you, I mean, it would seem that you wouldn't, but I imagine, is there any time when you ever feel like you're on a big boat? Um, it only happened once, and that was our very first, our honeymoon cruise, but the ships were made completely different back then. Hmm. They didn't have, I believe they call them stabilizers. And you also don't want to be in the very, very front or the very, very back. We were in the very, very back for one cruise, but it wasn't so much movement as much as we were right above the anchor. So oh. every time <laughs> the ship, you know, went into port, we could hear the anchor. I bet that was loud. But it was loud. But we also booked last minute, so which we don't normally do. Well, I suppose it's going to depend upon the cruise company. But how uh, tightly planned is your itinerary once you get on the ship? I mean, do they have? I mean, I imagine they have various activities for you to do. But mm-hmm. I mean, is it planned out, or do they just kind of say, "There's here, here's this, this, and this." You guys can just kind of go where you want, or do you have to sign up for stuff? Or well, it's. They have a they have a daily planner and there's no possible way you can do absolutely everything that's in there because they'll have seven different things going right. on at the same time. It depends on what you want to do. Right. You mm-hmm. could be doing say it's the middle of the day and we're now okay. If you're at port, there's less to do because most people get off the ship. Mm. But they do have things on board because not everybody wants to get off the ship. Casinos are closed by law. So if you're in port, you can't have the casino open. You have to be a certain distance off into international waters before they can open up the casino. Not really sure. I don't know. What, I don't know why that is. It just is. So you can't play. You can't play in the casino. 
they'll have things like um, karaoke or different contests around the pool or bingo or uh, depending on the ship, maybe a movie is playing or they'll have um, because you're at sea, they'll have contests in the pool like a blackjack. Con- I'm sorry, the, uh, the casino blackjack contest or a slot machine contest or they'll give you lessons on how to play poker if you don't already know uh, ice carving, you know, all different kinds of things you can do or you can do what we do lay like a you know like a sloth in a in a chair and that's what we do and the friends that we go with he likes to go into the hot tub so we get our chairs we put it next to the hot tub and we like in the hot tub back in our chair in the hot tub back in our chair get some food back into the hot tub <laughs> so it's you know you can do whatever you want or if you if you can find a corner and read a book or you know i've seen people bring board games with them and they'll just mm. sit somewhere that's shaded like in the buffet and play a game I was just wondering if uh, they had you, if you had to uh, sign up for uh, activities, because I would just, uh, for just their sake, for management purposes, because if everybody wants to do this one thing and uh, they can't accommodate anybody, I thought maybe there would be. No. uh, No? The only thing you sign up for are some of the shows, but you do that before you even get on the ship. Mm -hmm. So you look at the, like, so 90 days before we go, I'll be able to look at the activities that are the entertainment is what it's called. I'll be able to look at what's offered. So I can say to everybody, you know, it's like, oh, there's a there's a comedian Tuesday at nine o'clock. So we will reserve Tuesday at nine o'clock. So what will happen is the people that are have the reservation will be allowed in first. If there's room afterwards, if it wasn't if if it holds 100 people, but only 90 people signed up, they'll let 10 more people in. But if 100 people signed up, then it's like, oh, well, those 100 people signed up. Mm. And they do that for the comedy shows. They do that for some of the music. Um, they do that for they do that for some of the shows, but it turns out to be totally unnecessary because there's still a lot of empty seats. The only advantage mm. is if you're someone who likes to sit in the front because you signed up, you get to sit in the front. Okay. You know, it depends on the show. They have Broadway shows like they, they've had Mamma Mia for the last three years <laughs> on, on our ship. I'm like, oh, my God, can't you change? I think this one that we're going on is Hairspray. I think I'm not sure. But I, I mean, they've had Hairspray. And we will rock you and um, Chicago and all kinds of just actual Broadway shows that they bring to the ships. And they're good. Okay. But you don't have to do that if you don't want to. All right. You don't have to eat in the formal dining room if you don't want to. You don't have to do anything if you don't want to. <laughs> okay. It's basically, it's basically this is what we offer to you. You can pick and choose, and you can do as much as you want, or you can do as little as you want. Okay. You know, Good. they look at it as it's your vacation. You decide. Because I, uh, you know, my whole, you know, exposure to. Uh, cruising is love boat and Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure they they maybe tried to get a little right but i'm not taking that as like gospel or anything so um well one thing i'll tell you about the love boat is the rooms are not nearly that big (laughs) i yeah so you're romanticizing it a bit because if your exposure is love boat which mine was when i was a kid but but then it was titanic so that's kind of a problem (laughs) well yeah there's love well, Love Boat is why we took that for our honeymoon. We thought really? that would be really cool, take a cruise. Yeah, so we okay. took a cruise for our honeymoon, and it was great. We went to, we went to where did we go? It's the Bahamas, St. Thomas, um, Puerto Rico, and the Dominican Republic. 
Yes, because I'm out here in the middle of, uh, I mean, if you go about, uh, was it 150 miles to the west, that's the geographic center of, is it North America or uh, the United States? It's the geographic center of something, I think North America. And so, yeah, we're about as far away from the ocean as you can get. So, yeah, I've never, you know, and maybe, you know, this... Oh, I'm closer to the ocean than you are, and I'm in the damn desert. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Well, and so this, you know, if this mythical retirement I keep talking about ever, Uh you know, comes true, uh, you know, we may uh, have to try and do some of that stuff, because we're talking about you know getting out and, and traveling more you know our only experience has been um mississippi river boat uh and i wouldn't quite call it a cruise it's more like you go up and down the river they see if well they call them and... riverboat those are riverboat well, cruises yeah. see, but what might be good for you because you like nature see this people have loved this my husband and i are just not interested because when we think cruise we think warm we think beach is if you flew to you could either fly to vancouver british columbia or seattle and you could take an alaskan cruise now some of them will go up to alaska then you fly home from alaska and some of them are round trip but people who take them have said they're incredible and that way that's good for people who want to take a cruise but they're not into the beach right and they don't want to have to deal with bathing suits or anything like that but i've i've heard that if you go in the summer it can be quite warm not right. necessarily pool warm, but sure. warm enough that you don't need to bring your winter coat with you. Well, you know, I, I'm out here in the middle of the frigid uh, Great Plains, so warmth is a relative thing. As long as it's 40 or 50 degrees, I'm probably fine. Um, and I think if I remember right, my in-laws uh, took a uh, uh, Alaskan River or uh, Alaska cruise. And, yeah, they, I seem to remember them saying nice things about it, too. Um, but yeah, like I say, that's one thing I want to, you know, maybe experience at some point. Uh, I've only been to the ocean once and that was like 1982, um, to the Atlantic ocean. The beach, the beach is my happy place. Okay. This is the only place, the beach is the only place on the face of the earth where I can completely relax. I can just, I know I'm too high strung. I can't sit and watch TV without knitting something. I have to have, or have my iPad in my hand. I can't just sit and watch TV. I can't, I mean, I'm just too high strung. But when I go to the beach, I put my feet in the sand, I lay back, and I can just let go. It's Mm. the only place on the face of the earth I can do it. You see, I'm not a water person. Um, Because I mean. You don't have to be. Right. You don't have to be. You don't even have to go in the water. It's just put your feet in the sand. Put your chair back, put, make sure you have your sunscreen on, and just let the sun hit you, and it's just, I'm good. And you see, uh, when I went to uh, uh, Votech in Watertown, we rented a lake cabin one year, and I was out to the, um, I think, lake exactly once, but then we were, uh, you know, basically college kids, and so we had other things to do. But um, So, yeah, I don't know. It'd be an experience. So um, do you have anything else you want to uh share about cruises or any other bits of wisdom you have do it okay that sounds simple <laughs> do you guys have any other questions that i can answer i mean i've taken i forget now i, I can't remember if the one we're taking next is 16th or 17th i forget oh lord you lose track after a while <laughs> okay well then i think uh, melissa has a uh, different travel plans here because <laughs> i see something about youth spending accounts please elaborate uh-huh well, and I was trying to get a little geeky with this too, and I just found something that I that we're gonna laugh about. Again, this is because I'm I'm making fun of myself because I'm very compulsive. I'm kind of a germaphobe. So the virus, the coronavirus that's in California right now, is a little bit on my mind because I have a middle schooler who is about to embark on 
a class trip with the whole class. They're going to Disneyland and it's coming up. It's like, uh, what, in a week or two? It's not even that far away. It's like on the 12th. So I'm starting to freak out a little bit because my my baby is going to go away from me. And it's the first time that he's going that far away for that amount of time. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be, he's 13. He's going to be out there with a whole bunch of other teenagers on a bus. And, you know, teenagers are just the cleanest people in the world. <laughs> and uh, they're also, they pay attention the most, too. You know, they pay attention to instructions really well. So, yeah, I'm not worried at all. <laughs> but anyway, so I've been thinking about this. And so we're starting to plan for this. We're starting to, you know, make a packing list and think about the things that he wants to take and, you know, I don't want it to get too carried away. I'm I'm hoping that he can kind of pare it down to like a duffel bag or a backpack even because it's only for it's like five days. Um, so, of course, he's going to be taking his iPhone. So he's going to need to take his um, his charger, make sure his batteries charge so he can take pictures. And yeah, it's really so that he can call me, of course, <laughs> text me and that sort of thing. Um, but I was thinking about other things that, that he might need to have. And so I was I was looking online and I just happened to find this uh, iPhone it's called phone soap or it's uh, or I guess there's other products that are called that, but this one in particular, it's a, let's see, what is it called? It's a home medics UV clean phone sanitizer. And I guess this is a case and I don't have a good picture of it, but I guess you put it in there and it sanitizes your phone. And I've seen some other ones too, that I'm going to look at and maybe put those in the show notes. But have you guys ever seen one of these things where there, it's like a UV light that sanitizes I've heard yeah. of it. the device? Because the reason I bring it up is because, uh, you know, back to the germ thing, I was I was listening to like NPR put out something and they were saying, you know, how it's really important that we wash our hands. But then it's the devices, it's the technology that we have to wash as well, because they refer to it, your your cell phone, your smartphone as a third hand. So, I mean, you think about it, you're carrying that thing around and it's getting all germy. And then not only that, but all the kids are using laptops of some sort you know our school has a one-to-one program i think mike doesn't yours have a one-to-one program so all the kids have their their laptops and i should go find the link to that too i was also looking at that um i guess probably it's like in the algorithm now so it's feeding me this stuff but i saw an article where a, a school teacher did an experiment where they had and this was in an elementary school and they had all the little kids take pieces of bread and they put their hands all over them so they took one piece that was the control and they put it in a bag and it wasn't touched. You know, they removed it with tongues. And then they had the kids with dirty hands touch the bread. Then they had the kids use hand sanitizer. We were talking about this a little bit earlier, touch the bread. And then they took a piece of bread and they wiped it all over a Chromebook. <laughs> and can you guess after the time period passed, can you guess which piece of bread was the whitest at the end that didn't have any any germs or, or mold growth on it? Yeah, it was not the one that touched the Chromebook. <laughs> So, you know, I'm just thinking about, you know, hygiene when it comes to technology. So there's my my geeky bend on it is, you know, how are we cleaning our technology? How are we keeping ourselves safe from germs when it comes to that? So I'm going to put you on the spot now, guys. Do you clean your phones pretty regularly? Are you are you good about wiping them down or doesn't it bother you? Remember, that doesn't bother me. I do the I do the the um, the glass uh-huh. for the fingerprints. Yeah. Uh, remember you're cap- uh, talking to Captain Chaos, right? There, so. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm I'm the guy that you know sometimes I have to use my phone while I'm cleaning the bathrooms in the morning. So this would just uh-huh. completely freak you out, Melissa. So, <laughs> um, but I I don't know. I, it's not that I'm I think I'm impervious, but um, I you know famous last words. I've never had any problems you know with that. So um, you're like a, a an iron immune system. 
That could be. Um, yeah, I don't. Unlike you, Mike, that. I don't think about it. Yeah, it's... yeah. Uh, I mean, I, every now and then, like with my watch, I'll take like a little bit like a Q-tip with maybe a little bit of rubbing alcohol to clean the back of it that, that mm-hmm. touches your skin, mm-hmm. especially in the summer, because then when you're sweating, it gets all icky. And See, I always have take hand cream a, on, so I'm always cleaning it. Yeah, and I'll take a wipe and wipe off the band because mm-hmm. it gets all sweaty and icky. But right. not I don't really do yeah. it on the phone. The phone and the iPad, it's pretty much just taking some um, a microfiber, and I've got some spray, and I use that to clean the glass. It could and, be just because you guys are that much farther removed from little slimy kids, whereas like well, I'm kind of in the thick of it. Well, <laughs> it's I, just I, always... I work in the school, so I'm not that far removed. This may be middle school and high school, but some of them, I think, are actually grosser than the little kids. Yeah, they're still yeah, slimy. I wonder sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but, you know, Ed, the other thing is, too, you know, I grew up on a farm, not to say that farmers yes. are unhygienic, but we've had no, to do things that, that would, too. well, we've had things that would send you, into, uh, had I had to do things a, that would send you I into a, a canatonic kind state. Of germs. I think it's a well, different kind of dirt, though, because I tell you, I can handle dirt. It's, it's. Like people germs that freak me out. Well, <laughs> like but... I can handle. I love to to get out. I don't have a garden, but like I love to, to you know do my potted plants. And I I do believe that having your hands in the soil is actually really good for you. In fact, I think I even read that they're studying that it can actually release some kind of you know like happiness chemical in your brain or something like that. To having your hands come in contact with the soil, the soil, and I think that's probably true because I always do feel really good after I've planted a bunch of things and tended to stuff so i like dirt it's just the germs that come out of people that uh, okay then <laughs> i won't mention anything about anthrax then uh, <laughs> because that can be soil born um yeah. Yeah, huh. so there's there's things you know. I think it's your perception, and I think it's a combination of yeah. perception, immune system, you know, yeah. lots of things. Uh, and you know, and like I say, all all you gotta do is get sick once, and you know, mm-hmm. if it's bad, enough, see, and I get sick time. chronically. Yeah, I'm I'm always sick, so I think that's why it's just always on my mind. Because for me, when I get sick, it takes me down. You know, it takes me down to the point where I lose. You know, I'll have to cancel appointments with clients. I mean, it really like. In, it really impacts our livelihood. I'm a freelancer, so it impacts my ability to earn. So it's kind of like something that I'm really, really protective over. And it just seems like I can't get out of its way no matter what I do. Because my husband's a school teacher. He works in high school just like you do. Right. And then my kids go to elementary and middle school. So there's no escaping it. So I just figure, you know, if I can try to minimize it somehow, if, uh, you know, we're going to get sick, but we don't have to get like as sick and for as long if we just, you know, kind of have some some hygiene about us well so and, and, it's just something that i wonder if people are really aware of just how many germs are floating around on our devices as we carry them around with us day in and day out and believe me i have thought of just setting up like a dip tank by the uh, front door and <laughs> as everyone comes in you baptize them thou shalt be clean seriously and, yep yeah uh, mm-hmm. or uh, even on a slightly more practical <laughs> note even just have them walk through a, a mister as they <laughs> come in and just douse all their little disgusting bodies with yeah i mean anytime i've ever flown because i'm freaked out about it on a plane anytime i've ever flown the first thing i want to do is i don't want to make any plans if i if i don't have to I just want to go get a shower. <laughs> I just want to bathe right. and right. incinerate the clothes that I wore on the plane. No, just... <laughs> okay, that's a I just extreme. I just got home from flying. It yeah. didn't yeah. doesn't phase me, you know. Right. Didn't phase me, and I had people on. Well, yeah. one side I was able to get the end seat, thankfully. Yeah, but didn't. I think you just have right. a really strong immune system. I just I just don't I just don't have a good immune right. system. I get sick at every little thing, and 
So I'm just protective about it. But I thought that would be like a geeky thing to talk about. And then um, back to the first thing that you mentioned. So that was the other thing I did want to discuss because, Elisa, you were talking about travel agencies and things like that. Um, so this is sort of kind of along the lines of that, but it has to do with, with money. So one of our other big worries with sending a kid out there uh, is with, you know, he's going to have to have spending cash to, you know, buy souvenirs and things like that. I mean, most of the foods take care of, but you know how kids are around when they're around other kids and, and he's going to want to, he's going to want to do something. And I did that when I was a kid and and I had really good memories of being out there shopping and stuff. So uh, I panicked thinking about him carrying around any, any amount of cash. And so we thought, you know, he's 13 now it's probably time. I mean, we've been, we've been teaching him with like chore charts and things like that. We've been teaching him about money and, you know, he has a piggy bank and he saves stuff. And occasionally we might give him like a, not necessarily an allowance, but you know, something for doing chores and things. And so we have been doing it all along, but now it's time. I think that he's of that age where he needs to have a checking account. So we just opened up a youth spending account is what they call it. Um, We bank with USAA, but I put a link to an article in there for it's called the best teen checking accounts of 2019. So depending on who's listening to the show, if they have, you know, kiddos or even if they have grandchildren, you know, this might be something to think about that you can help them out with, you know, setting up an account for them and just putting a a small amount of money in it to, for them to get used to it. And then we plan on linking it to their family members so that instead of them, you know, giving him, or, you know, they could, like some, some people are still writing checks, which is fine uh, because he'll be able to deposit a check using his phone. And isn't that interesting to think of, we are the type of bankers that we do not use a brick and mortar bank. It's all it's all online. It's all you know through phones phones and stuff. So I don't I don't even know if my children will ever experience going to a bank teller to do anything with their banking. I, I'm not sure if that'll ever even happen. I'm not saying it's bad or anything. I'm just saying that's just kind of the way things are right now with digitized money. Um, you know, he'll, we'll teach him how to withdraw cash, like if he ever actually needs cash. And here's, that's the thing. Like I even asked the teacher who's been doing this for how many years now. And she said he could just bring a debit card because we were gonna, we were going to get him a, uh, he, you know, he has like a gift card. I don't know if you've ever used those. Um, they're just a gift visa that you can just you they're know, buy. Terrible. Sure. They're terrible. They, they are. And that's the thing. Yeah. So, cause like he wouldn't be able to use it. I tried to use it online and, oh, we can't accept that. Or, you know, maybe we didn't have it registered properly or, or something. But you also have to use yeah, the exact pain. amount. That's the problem. Exactly. Right. Right. And then sometimes we've experienced where we might have like a little bit of funds left and I'll say like, I want to go get like an ice cream cone, you know, for the kids. And well, can I just pay the difference? Nope. You got to use like the the exact amount or something. So I thought, no, I don't want to deal with that. So we opened up a youth checking account. So, you know, this is another baby step that we're taking. Have you guys, how did you guys deal with this when you kids were coming of age? Did you open up youth checkings accounts or did you wait till they were much older? No, they didn't get checking accounts until they went to college. And I think when they went to Disney, because my, my middle and younger son went to Disney with the marching band in high school. They did that every other year. And I yeah, that's what think this is like. I, it's a class I trip. think I gave them cash. Because hmm. I said, even back then, the Visa cards were just awful. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus, there's a fee to use them and stuff like that. Yeah, like I said, if you have $3.18 left... You have to tell the cashier, there's $3.18 on this. It won't swipe like a regular gift card would. And then it would just take the $3.18 off your total. And then the cashier can say, you still owe five bucks. So I 
I, I avoid those like the plague. Right. Yes, yeah, so that's what that's what we decided to do. So we're just doing a regular, you know, like a, an adult debit card, but it's it's actually a youth account. So the difference being that it is a youth account. You set it up that way. So he has limits. So, you know, he we can link it to, you know, overdraft protection, but we're in charge of basically funding it and that sort of thing. Um, Does Lucian have a watch or Apple Pay on his he, watch or phone? He does, but when we tried it, because he was so excited when he turned 13, it said that he wasn't able to set it up for some reason. So I think, and, and I think it's when he turns 14. So this is another thing that I'm learning about. Uh, up until they're 13, I think that's the cutoff. Once they turn 14, their Apple ID transitions to an adult Apple ID. Because my cousin ran into this. She, she texted me in a panic because she really wanted to have a lot more parental control set up because her, her son got an iPod. But he's 14. And she could not set up the parental controls the way that she wanted to. Now, to truth be told, you have to go into the phone directly. Like, you have to have the physical phone. And if this is something you want to do as a parent, you would have to set up a PIN and you would have to set up parental controls on the device itself. As far as the screen time controls, see, that's what, she, what we were asking about. The screen time control said that, nope, he's 14. He's not considered a child account anymore. So you can't set up. I mean, he can set up his own screen time. But as a parent, it's not considered a child count anymore. So the only reason I bring that up is because I think that that is the reason why he's not old enough to do Apple Pay or Apple or, or Apple Pay or I guess it's cash. You know, like because we tried to do that. He was like, "Oh, I, I'm I'm old enough now. You can just text me cash." And we tried to do that, and it didn't work. I forget what the exact error came up that said it. So, but that's coming. I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna be 14 this summer. So we we only have to deal with that a little bit longer. So I will report back on that to see how that how that goes. But this is what we're doing in the meantime. And you know, I'm feeling better about this. I'm I'm nervous. I'm hoping that the card gets here in time. I probably waited a little bit too long. But it should it should be here. And then uh, he'll be able to take that. And then if he loses it, I mean, natural consequences, of course. But if he loses it, at least then I know that we have some uh, comfort knowing that we can go in and just cancel the card. So if I were to give him cash and he lost cash, because remember, he's not neurotypical. He's not the type of kid that I wouldn't be surprised if, if that happened. I mean, it could happen even if he went on a ride and then like flew out of his pocket or or something like that. So I just like knowing that the money is protected. If, if, if it gets lost or if it gets stolen or something, we can report it as such. And then we don't have to worry about actually losing the physical cash and, and he'll still do. So he'll still be just as bummed as if he had lost actual cash on the, on the trip. So that was mm. my, my thinking on it. Yeah. Cause, um, our only experience with sending a kid on the trip was, uh, uh, Emily, uh, through the band, uh, through the music uh, department at school, was able to go down to Disneyland um, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, but that was like, uh, oh man, 10, uh, eight years ago now. Uh, so how old was she? Uh, she, uh, I don't think it was her senior year. Was it? Uh, okay, so, so she was a, in high school. Was high school. she in yeah. marching band? No, she's in the choir. So they go down mm -hmm. to Florida. And so the, the band performs and then the choir performs down mm -hmm. there. in Disneyland. Yeah, I was in the choir too. So that's how I got to go right. on a trip. So I just remember, I know it's like this one of those, um, it's like a developmental milestone for kids that when they get to be a certain age, 
Um, and this is just what I was brought up in school that, you know, when you get every around fifth or sixth grade, then that's when they organize a big like overnight trip. That's supposedly when you're supposed to be experiencing your independence from your parents and learn how to, you know, get along without them and social skills and all that kind of stuff. So it is really, really crucially important. Now, when that came time for it to happen for Lucian, we opted not to send him on it because we just couldn't afford it at the time. I mean, it was just really and this one was really expensive, too, and we really couldn't afford this one either. But it was like, I don't want to have to live that down, telling him no on two trips. It was bad enough that we had to survive the wrath of not sending him on the first one. And I really do believe that it is really important for kids to to go on these kinds of, of trips. I mean, just from a developmental aspect, just so for their psychology, right. you know. So when we I was a kid. didn't have anything like that. Ours were all really? day trips. Mm-hmm. Well, See, we, we did day trip field trips. But then when I was in sixth grade, we did camping. So we went camping for, I want to say it was like three days. And I know it felt like an eternity, but that was our, you know, experience, you know, out in, and it wasn't like it was in, in the wilderness. We had little cabins and stuff, but it was, you know, your typical, what you saw on TV in the eighties. I mean, it was very much like that, you know, it was a, it was a camp trip and, and I, everybody, you know, went and did camping activities and archery and all that kind of stuff. Yes, and you- then, uh, I did a I did a chorus trip like you were talking about. Then we went to Boston. And so then that was my real first experience actually getting on a bus and traveling, you know, hours away overnight, several nights, you know, in a hotel with a bunch of girls um, on a trip. And, you know, that that was a big thing. But I mean, I just made such great memories. It, it was such a good time. And, you know, I, I bought my my parents like really cool souvenirs and you know i want my kid to experience that so it's not like i don't think he should go i'm I'm worried about him going but i still want him to go i just want him to be safe about it and i just want to be responsible about it yeah and you see for me uh my experience with trips was through the uh, ffa the future farmers of america uh we would take kind of like the 4-h in a way yeah kind of um okay Except, you know, this, I, I want to say uh, future, well, now it's changing because the demographic is changing too, but it used to be, you know, really farm-oriented horticulture, that kind of stuff. Now it's also opening up in other areas. But, uh, yeah, it was, you know, agricultural-based. So I went lots of places for uh, the state FFA convention down in Brookings. That's only like a couple hours away, but you're there for like two or three days. It's so an overnight. You, yeah. yeah, so it's several nights. You're away from your parents. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, the first uh, trip I remember taking on my own, and coincidentally, I I talked about a little bit on my Bards on the Plains podcast was uh, going on an FFA trip to a big farm festival. And that was when I was just starting my freshman year of high school. So I think that was probably my first overnight trip without taking the folks along. So, yeah, it was an experience. And, and you know, like I say, this was back in the, you know, the Stone Age where you use cash. <laughs> Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was and no, no phones, phones no yeah. cell phones, no surveillance, no nothing. Yeah, yeah no. Right. And so, you know, so that, that's like, why I wanted to bring it up. I want you yeah. to think about how different it is now. Well, and then things had to be coordinated. So if you were on this on the trip, and our ag advisor, who was a six foot eight Norwegian, uh, <laughs> who wore a cowboy hat and cowboy boots on top, so you can't lose him in a crowd. But he would always say, "Okay, we need to be back. We're going to meet at this particular place at this particular time." Because it's not like you can call people on their cell phones yeah. and have them come and meet it's like and right. you better make sure you get the plan straight or your butt's going to get chewed if they have to go mm-hmm. looking for you or anything like that so yeah uh the logistics are different but 
you know, I think, you know, kids and back are then, kids. probably people didn't sue the pants off of the school for no. negligence if something happened. Oh, See, now Lord, we have to no. fill out all these sorts of liability no. forms, and it's it's scary. That's yeah, the part that, that scares us. All, all the paperwork we have to fill out and right. promise that <laughs> yeah, if so, they get injured, yep, they're taking them to a hospital and you're paying for it. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, that bad. You know, like I say, things have certainly changed a lot uh, since mm-hmm. then. Um, not necessarily for the better, in, yeah, in my opinion. That's, no, no. that's the thing that I wrestle with. Okay. I long for the simpler days. <laughs> so do you have some more oh, tips you... there? Oh. Uh, it was basically just the, the article on the youth checking accounts, because I think that would be okay. interesting for people to look at. And uh, then uh, I have my picks later for when we're ready for that. Okay. okay. Uh, were you going to say something, Lisa? Or... No, I was just thinking, it just occurred to me that my youngest son did go away for more than one night when he was in high school, but that was a fluky thing. The local college the three by kids us, only one of them went away. Well, the reason was because the local college—it's an NCAA, it's um Division One school, which means it plays in the NCAA, you know, for the for the NCAA basketball, and huh. they made it to the NCAA, uh, you know, the tournament. That oh, takes wow. place. This starts this month, but they didn't have a marching band, so they used our high school's marching uh, band. So yeah. they made it into into the playoffs, and it was down in Tampa. Uh-huh. So oh. he got to go because I I've, I mean I've got video. I think he left on Thursday and came home Sunday or Monday. Ah, uh, I forget. But I mean, hmm. it didn't cost anything because the, the yeah, college yeah. paid for. You know, right. plane, they had a charter plane with the guys on the team, which he thought was the cool. I got all their autographs. And, oh, cool. Uh, and I saw See, him on he TV. he made a lot of good memories doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, I remember one of the one of the games was on Easter Sunday. So we're at my sister-in-law's house for Easter dinner. And I said, okay, it's 12 o'clock to the TV on. As soon as we did, like, there's Sam. His face, his face is all painted, you know, because I oh, had a tape. God. So I've, I've got, like, this little 20-second video oh, I've, wow. I've made That's of him. Cool on tv i've sent it to, i said actually i was i found it the other day and i sent it to him and he's like oh yeah. but you know he, he i said see yeah. how good it is you play the trumpet you play him you know like my other yep. son played the saxophone sam played the trumpet they got to go to oh, disney for cool. you know that that was also a couple of days but it wasn't school trips per se like yeah. your son's right. going on a class trip yeah this was marching band you know with right. sam it Mine was, was a choral trip yeah yep. yeah and, and when i was in school it was all one day just went to new york city we went to, you know, the Baseball Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. but everything yeah. was, you leave in the morning, you get pumped back at night. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I think, uh, and then we also, uh, my senior year, we went to the National FFA Convention in Kansas City, Missouri, and, you know, that was an experience, because that was the furthest I think I've ever been away from home at that point, well, almost, um, but, you know, certainly by myself, and, you know, that was an experience. You got to meet people from all over the country. We saw uh, Michael Winslow from the uh, Police Academy uh, movies. Oh, wow. Was there, and he uh, did a performance, and Robert Schuller was there, and so... <gasps> Um, you know, so that was, you know, that was one of those memorable trips from high school. So, yeah. And, you know, you want to try and make it, you want them to enjoy themselves. They don't, you don't want them to have to think too much about right. this stuff, but you also, that's you why know, I'm just worried forget. about it, but I don't want to talk to him about it. That's yeah. why I'm going to cry on your shoulder about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You let your angst out with us. So. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, and then, okay, so I'll, uh, you know, finish up this here. And so, you know, we are, Deb and I are looking at, uh, we, we both got new cars last year. And so, you know, now we're kind of thinking, you know, uh, uh, maybe a road trip. Road, road trip yeah. Uh, so, you know, I started looking at apps. So, like I said, we went down to Sioux Falls yesterday. Deb was driving. So I'm sitting there and I'm fiddling with uh, this road tripper app, which could be interesting uh it's on the the iphone uh it's probably on other i think it's on other platforms um it's just called road tripper road road trippers with an s uh i gotta see if it's uh yeah it's on google play store also uh but yeah i was looking at this so um they have the free version and then they have the paid version so, um, and I don't know, we'll see how much traveling we do or see if it'd be worth it. I think the paid version is like $30 a year. Yeah, $30 a year. And with that, you can plan longer trips. You can have up to 150 stops. It gets rid of the ads. You have offline maps because even out here, even when we were going down to Sioux Falls yesterday, we ran through an area of 4G. God, that was primitive. Um, <laughs> and if you... Uh, like a caveman. We yeah, were I know. printing out paper and triptychs. Uh-oh. Oh, I loved those. I, I remember still, them. I, I'm still mesmerized I did by a map. Too. I, I, I don't love, love them maps. anymore, but uh, when... when Because, you know, I moved... I'm going to hijack this just for a, just sure. for a tiny bit because you reminded me of something. Um, so I... You guys know I'm from back east, and, you know, I moved all the way to the other side of the country, and so... In order to get my car out here, my husband and I caravaned. So we, you know, we left in one place and went out and took two cars back. And we used, we kind of made our own triptychs. Back then it was, because um, this was 16 years ago, back then it was, uh, it wasn't Google Maps. I think it was Yahoo and it was MapQuest, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. want to say. Yeah. And so what I would do is I would print out our turn by turn instructions. You know, from there to there, you know, we, we kind of, we did, we used a, a road atlas. We had a big, you know, fold out map and, you know, we highlighted areas and stuff. And so we would go, we meticulously planned our trip. We basically did our own stuff. Like everything that you guys are talking about is, it's, it's great to know that like you used a travel agent, Elisa, and Mike, you're going to use this app that kind of does everything for you. Whereas like I kind of did it the other way, the other flavors, like I kind of rolled my own. So we, instead of doing like AAA or a travel agent, we made our own trip tick by printing out those turn by turn instructions. And then I folded it like an accordion. So that as I was driving, I could just, you know, flip up the next step, the next section. And then this was before we had we had cell phones, but we didn't have like a, I guess, an international plan. So we had to be, you know, picky and choosy when and where we used it. So we used walkie talkies. (laughs) We literally used walkie talkies as we were caravanning. And we had a printed out turn by turn instructions that we folded into an accordion. And then when we would stop at like a diner or a motel or something, then we'd you know, look at our road atlas. So we did it that way to get across the country back and forth. And then, then, then with kids, when we did it the last time a couple of years ago, we did it where Mike's going to talk about this app that does it for you. And it's interesting. I just went to the website and I was looking at it and it made me think of how we did it with Google Maps. We actually used a combination of Waze and Google Maps and we set up turn by turn instructions but we also you can plan a trip in the Google Maps app and you can set different destinations 
And then we use now you probably would just use Waze for this now, but back then there you know we used the two separate things. We used Waze for when there was an accident or something that was cutting off a, a major vein to be able to circumvent it because because Waze was better at the crowdsourcing part of it and letting you know. So I have to wonder if this Road Trippers app that you're going to look at has some of that built in that lets you know what to do and how to get around places. But we just use straight up Google Maps to do that where Nate was driving and I'm the navigator. So I would be the one. And luckily where, you know, we had good cell reception whenever we did, then that's when I would hop on the phone and start researching, reading Yelp reviews, reading all kinds of reviews and planning where we were going to stay for the night. We'd, we kind of plan it so that we knew, okay, we're about six hours out. You know, we're going to do like six more hours of driving. So we would look on the map and kind of look forecast ahead to see about what the area was. And then we always try to pick something off the beaten path a little bit because they're they're more affordable that way if you don't just stay right off of the highway. So that's how we would plan our trip. Or basically, we did exactly what this app is that, that you're going to use. But it sounds like it's a little bit more automated for you. A little bit, so, yeah. And have as you, fun with that. And as you say that, that uh, you uh, triggered a memory for me because uh, I want to say it was nineteen. What year was it? Nineteen seventy-seven, I think it was. Mom, me, uh, my dad, uh, mom and dad, me, my brother, sister, and their two kids all crammed ourselves into a station wagon, and we drove station to wagon. Maine. Good old station wagon. <laughs> yes, and we drove to Maine, and so we oh, were members wow. of AAA, so we got the trip tick. Yeah. And so uh-huh. we were sitting there in that little spiral bound thing. And so we were, you know, flipping through there and it had, you know, the, that was the precursor to all these apps. And, and yep. the, the thing was, sure and, was, and we were cheap. So once we were done with it, if somebody else wanted to use it, we'd pass it around and somebody else would use it if they wanted to drive out there and do that. So, you know, we tried to get your money's worth out of that. But yeah, so this is the modern day one. And like I say, I haven't, um, I played around with it a little bit yesterday. So it'll tell you, um, what, um, uh restaurants are nearby what attractions it'll it's got some guides in here um for things to see along the way or you know points of interest um and they would bring up some stuff here and you know the ones in south dakota that they mentioned i already pretty much knew about at the west end you got the black hills you got mount rushmore this end of the state you got the uh uh, corn palace so you know some of these things i already corn palace There's yes corn palace yes, yes. Okay. They, they, you know, oh you haven't okay i'll have to enlighten you uh <laughs> it's it's in mitchell south dakota what they do each year in the fall they will take corn on the cob and cut it up and make a mosaic uh out Get of out. that no they do and they staple it to the building or they you know nail it to the building um, wow. and so they do different murals, like, you know, uh, some, and they have different themes each year, you know, sometimes oh, it's, it's a different colored corn. Yeah. Different colored corn. So you have, you know, you different, oh, so yeah. Wow. So you make a mosaic out of it. Yeah. And then, so it's the world famous corn palace, but apparently it's not famous enough. Um, but no, uh, uh Google it, look it up and they got, you know, pictures on there. A seasonal thing. Like yeah. it only happens a certain time of year. Yeah. In the oh. fall when the corn, when they start to harvest the corn. So yeah, they all have an artist and they'll sketch it out and then they will, you know, find the corn that'll match and. They cut the ears in half, and then, like I say, they will uh, cut it up as necessary and staple it to the or nail it to the building or attach it somehow. And so, yeah, and they do different murals, and they have you know a celebration and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so it did bring that up, uh, and like I say, there is live traffic in here, uh, and you know we have um, because um, with um, CarPlay on my car, uh, Deb's car doesn't have it. it kind of 
wished we did, but on my car's got CarPlay, so Waze will Wait, show so up in there. Which car are you taking then? Well, that will that'll be to be negotiated later. Ah, uh, see. Yeah, it's because I'm sure she may want to take hers, but mine gets better gas mileage. It's got the CarPlay, you know, all this mm. other kind of stuff. There's there's pluses and minuses. Hers has more room, but hopefully, if it's just the two of us, we're not taking so much shit along. <laughs> uh, spreadsheet. Yeah, because what you haul in, you got to haul out. You know, whatever. Mm. Uh, so. You know, that's to be negotiated, but uh, Google Maps, Apple Maps, and Waze are on there. I don't know that, uh, i got to remember what's all in CarPlay. I don't think Road Trippers is, and I should see what other stuff is on. Because yeah. it's nice to have it on the, and we have experimented with Waze just so that, you know, when we get out there and we're actually traveling and we're not familiar with the area, not every, you know, all apps are going to have their, their quirks. And yes. we'd rather be uh, prepared for them when we're out there. Uh, and so we're, and we don't have to be fumbling to use it. So we've just going places where we know I've used ways just to kind of get acquainted with it. Yeah. And, do some practicing and then compare them all. Yeah. And so, and the you know, nice thing is it'll be on the display in the vehicle there. So you can, you don't have to have your phone out. It'll be on the bigger screen on the, on the dash there. And you can also, it's like having a big phone on there basically. So you've got your car play apps on there so you can you know play music go back to the map you can have ways on there um you got i'm looking at the corn palace elvis mural and i've seen all i need to see <laughs> you may be making a trip out here i will gladly host you yep. uh, um but uh you know so you know that's the part of it too is what will work on carplay so you don't have to be looking at your phone you know all the time but you know you will need to find something um like I say, for location, uh, because like say nearby, it'll give you dinner, book a hotel, uh, bars and pubs. So, you know, the basic things that you need while you're traveling. Um, yeah. But then I also might use, because I've used uh, hotel.com for mm -hmm. years to book room. So I may use that because uh, if you book. Uh, if you I use it, it. I liked it. Yeah, if you use it often enough, like and like um, last year when Deb's mom passed away, we were going down to Sioux Falls quite often. And so after you book ten rooms, you get the uh, the next uh, one free. So you know we made use of that. And if you're traveling enough, you may uh, that may be useful depending upon if the place you're going is on Hotels.com. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's different things, but we, we, we I might got some use really good deals on that. We ended up at a really nice bed and breakfast one time that was like the price of a motel. So mm -hmm. the kids loved it. Yeah, it was great. And so, you know, and, you know, this is going to be an experience for me because I've always thought, you know, we may just, I don't know, my brother and sis, uh, sister-in-law, they were the kind of people that would throw a tent in the back of the car and say, we're going this way. How the <laughs> hell do you take a trip like that? I mean, I want to know where I'm going. I want the reservations. I want, you uh -huh. know, and, and my idea of camping is I camp in a motel room. Uh, so yep, I'm not that adventuresome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, me too. But indoor you know, plumbing. Yes. Yep. Heat, you know, shower. Dinner. Yeah, you don't have to hunt for your own meal, whatever. Um, so uh, I don't think I'll, but we may just say we're going to, you know, have a general idea where we're going, but we're not, because before if we do this, I would want to make, have hotel reservations all the way along the line. We may just say, okay, well, let's see how far we want to drive today. This place looks decent. You know, it's yep, got that's whatever. What we did. Yeah, and so you know, and that's the way we used to do it. Um, you know, well, back before you know, cell phones and all this other stuff, that we would just go to a motel room, and uh, my parents and I, we didn't travel very much, but when we did, we just let's see if we can find a motel or you know, a room here, and they'll charge whatever they charge you. Um, so, like I say, we'll probably use Waze and this 
uh, Road Plus, and then I downloaded um, uh, Gas Buddy. And I think I've used it before. But yep, really, Gas Buddy's great. Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, I've downloaded it before, but basically we don't, we haven't traveled that much in the past. We pretty much know where we're going to get gas. So, but if you're yeah. out someplace that where you're not, that will help you when you're going on a long trip. That really, that really, I found that invalu- invaluable, mm. especially when you're, because I mean, we were always on such a tight budget, and gas can really throw sure. your budget off if you go someplace, especially if there's a surge or something like that. So, yeah. I I've always, I always keep that on there, um, and you know uh, we may dis- uh, discover other things as we you know go along here, um, you know maybe uh, some recommendation apps or and um, I went on to the uh, Apple Store, uh, the App Store, and they have a list of uh, uh, travel apps mm-hmm. here, and some of them you know. Uh, and it covers a whole, uh, your road trip survival kit. So they've got <laughs> road trippers and gas buddies. And then for those of the camping persuasion, there's a high camp, uh, for finding camping grounds, I'm assuming. Uh, then they've got, that's going to be our next adventure is actually physically going camping. Like we've been, been taking the past couple of years to start saving things like tents and tent supplies and sleeping bags like we're slowly accumulating and all that stuff so that we can go for a night without without outdoor plumbing <laughs> yeah we're not that adventuresome you know now maybe yeah. you know uh I, cap going to some, a cabin the or kids. something they, yeah they've got to experience it well, i think what we might uh try sometime is uh these places that have camping cabins um mm-hmm. you, know, you know you bring your stuff you just get the cabin to sleep in um, you know, mm-hmm. that might be interesting, but to pitch tent and stuff, no. Um, then they have, they have places out here where you, you can pitch a tent, but there is outdoor plumbing. They're actually, you can camp sure. near a little bathroom type place. Yeah. Some outhouse or something. Yeah. So that might be something, uh, a person, and I don't know if the, I haven't tried out this app. Maybe it'd have that in there. That could be interesting too. Instead of a motel room, mm-hmm. you know, take some stuff with you. And we did do that one year when the kids were small. We haven't taken very many trips as a family, but one year we did go out to the hills. We rented a cabin out there for about a week and we just, that was the central location. So we hit all the tourist traps and such out in the Black Hills. Um, and, you know, so we weren't staying in a motel and it, you know, it was cheaper. I forget what it was. It was mm-hmm. like, at that time it was like, uh, this is 1990. Or maybe early 2000s uh i forget what we paid but you know it was cheaper than motel rooms and you cook did your own cooking so you know and they had a little barbecue grill there you could use or so and they had a little stove in there um yeah those are neat I like yeah those. so you know you could uh, you could save stuff stuff on food prep so we would stop somewhere and i know we took a trip uh we drove over to devil's tower which is like i don't know a couple hours away or something like that um and we just stopped and we, you know, took a chance and bought some uh, sandwiches in a gas station. We didn't die. So, um, <laughs> you lived to tell about it. Yeah, really? the cellophane wrapped sandwiches. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, we've done things like that. So, you know, there's different ways that you can, you know, save money. Like I say, now um, with all these apps, it'll hopefully make it easier because you got different guides you can use. They got Lonely Planet on here, which, you know, curated city guides. Um, I don't know if we're going to go to the city. Deb doesn't like traffic and such, so we may do more nature stuff or small city, you know, whatever. But um, all these different things that help make your life easier. If you're into cycling and hiking, they got maps for that. This one here, if you're a world 
well, I don't know if you have to be a world traveler, but I don't know if the stuff we would take would be that interesting. One called Polar Steps, which um, apparently I did download it. Um, as you travel, it'll keep an itinerary. And then polar it, Steps? Polar Steps, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it'll keep, uh, as you travel, it will just kind of record where you go. And then when you're done, I think you can make like a picture book of all the places you traveled. So I think if you take pictures, Ooh, it'll include like them. Yeah, and if there's stuff that they can download to put in there. I, like I say, I saw it, and I, I downloaded it, and it looked, uh, and I must have hit the button because I don't remember doing it. But, um, oh, no, I had to double-click. I obviously <laughs> did. But, um, you know, that seemed like an interesting idea, just a lazy man's way to document your trip. Just, you know, you know just, well, let's see, what's the description here? Um... um Where's, okay, automatically trap, uh, tracks your route and, place, and places you visited while traveling. Just carry your phone in your pocket, and the app creates your own beautiful travel journal. Once connected to the Internet, your travel routes, locations, and photos are seamlessly transferred to your personal traveler profile, where your route is plotted on a colorful world map that can easily be shared with friends and family. At the end of your trip, you can instantly order a beautiful printed photo album. So I imagine that's where they're making their money, and I didn't see what the photo album... It doesn't say on the uh, app here, or on the description, and I haven't logged into the app yet to find out how much the photo album would cost. But, you know, it's an interesting idea. If you do want to preserve your memories and have it printed out and look nice, okay, you know, that's that's a thing that would uh, make life. Well, because I know easier. people like me, like if, if that didn't do it for me, I probably will never get around to actually doing it. So right. I and, think I can definitely see how that would be really useful for people. And uh, Elisa talked about her cruises. Well, uh, this uh, spring we're going to take a land cruise, a bus trip, um, and we're going to go to uh, Minneapolis to see the Twins. I'm not a sports fan, but at least I can say, well, I, I have been to a Twins game. I was probably like five or six years old. I wasn't very old and kind of bored out of my skull. But um, we'll go there so I can say I ex- experienced that. But there's also going to be a uh, dinner theater, uh, and they're going to be doing a, produ- a production of The Music Man. And there's going to be a Minnesota, uh, Mi- Mississippi Riverboat dinner tour. So, you know, there's going to be several things. It's going to be uh, we leave on Friday, we get back Sunday. Um, you know, the only thing we have to worry about is what we want, the food we want to buy at the Twins game. Otherwise, everything's included. So, uh, like Good, I say, that sounds like fun. It does. And like I say, it's kind of a, a land, let's call it a land cruise. You do sea cruises, we do land cruises. Um, so, you know, this is the first one like this we've done in a long time. Way back when Deb and I was first married, we got to go, and they was paid for it through the Rural Electric on a bus tour up to uh, North Dakota to see the coal mines and the power plants. So it's, it's not like this is completely new to us. We have kind of an idea what's going on. But, yeah, so like I say, we're getting older. We've finally got more money. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll have more time to travel here eventually. So we're looking at this stuff. And, uh, and you know, as we do this stuff and as we experience more, um, you know, we'll, I think all of us will, maybe we'll do a follow-up show at some point and find out, you know, after we've done some of the stuff, what worked, what didn't work. and That's what we should do. We should do a future topic of date nights, date night ideas. Let me know how that goes. I know, yeah, right? <laughs> we, my husband works yeah. too much. There's no such yeah. thing as date well, night. Well, date night for us is, for us is a concert. Well, we, can, we can dream. So, so it'll be sure. dream date nights is what it'll be. Sure. We can use well, all of our money. for me, it's a money. concert. So that's sure. what I do. So. Yeah, and we don't – we're not that 
romantic. So see, uh, we aren't either. That's the problem. We need well, to be. Maybe, maybe we need to be. But you know, I think from there we'll move on to our picks, and I think one way or another, they they're all kind of uh, uh, travel related here. And I think yes. you kind of hit on yours, Melissa. But do you want to mm-hmm. go over it again one more? Well, because our, our play money limit was actually, I mean, that was just something that I thought was funny, the the phone sanitizer that I linked to. Um, but our actual play money oh. pick limit was $1 to $10. So I did I did find something to put in there. And I actually did physically get this in preparation for my son's trip. And it's a waterproof iPhone pouch. So, I mean, it's nothing like super special, but it was like 7 bucks. Uh, it's made by Johto and it's black. And, you know, so it'll, it'll be, you know, it's it fits in with his, his emo mood, <laughs> you know. So uh, it has a lanyard on it, and it has the two little clips on it. So you just stick your phone in there, and you clip it shut. And then that way, because I'm thinking he, there might be water rides and stuff that he might sure. go on. And so I wanted something that he can just kind of, like, carry around his neck, and then he doesn't have to worry about it flying out of his pocket or something. Um, and his he only has an SE, so it's really small. So he'll have room to put, you know, something else in there, like his his debit card or something like that. So, and then I think it looks like Elisa picked something that sounds similar, some kind of a passport holder. Yeah, when you go on cruises, you need to bring your passport with you for various reasons. But, you know, mostly it's because if you end up getting stranded on, in, on one of the islands for whatever reason, you can't get back into the United States without your passport. Oh wow. So when you get off the ship, you have to take your passport because usually before you get back on the ship, you might have to go through some sort of security at the port. Not always, but sometimes. And they just want to know that you belong on that particular ship. So you have to show them your room key and your passport. So what a lot of people do is they buy passport holders that, like you like you said, Melissa, you wear them around your neck so you don't have to worry about it falling out of your pocket. And this one's called the Moolah Passport Holder for Men or Women. I like and this. I should have gotten seven dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's $7.80. It has room for your passport, your cell phone, a credit card, a couple of dollars. So it's not waterproof, you, but it looks like it would hold a lot more. It's nice if you are going, um, you're not going to the beach, but you're touring somewhere. Mm-hmm. You don't Put have your to hand worry about sanitizer in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't have to worry about putting something over your shoulder, like a you know a pocketbook or a backpack. Yeah, you could put so this like, has... down in the center of your shirt to, so that it wouldn't like have so much weight on your neck. I imagine. Oh, you mean like like underneath your t-shirt or something? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like could if do it's that. just kind of hanging there, it would probably like bother your neck after a while. But I think if you tucked it inside of like a, a windbreaker or something. This would be great. And I'm not sure how long the strap is, but if it's long enough, you could do it cross body. But I don't Mm -hmm. think it's long enough. Mm -hmm. But you see a lot of people Mm. at the beach and even even on the ship. Some people will just they don't want to bother bringing it back with them. So but you have to carry your card because you need that to get back into your room. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people around the ship, they'll just have one of these around their neck and they'll have their room key and their cell phone and, you know, whatever else small that they might need to carry because you don't need money because you don't. Everything gets charged to your room key. Mm-hmm. There's no cash unless you're in the in the oh, um, casino. <laughs> so that would be good. I don't use one of these. I just use a backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, but for people who want to be very light, this is a great way to go. And it doesn't have to be just for cruises. It could be for anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're traveling through Europe or something and you're just afraid of getting pickpocketed, just put everything around your neck. And it says it has RFID mm-hmm. protection, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and I've got something here that's kind of practical for lots of things. Uh, I guess uh, even though I don't go camping, I kind of got this uh, uh, got this thinking about camping, and it is a 
two ever bright two pack headla- uh, headlamp flashlight. It's a strap oh, yeah. that goes on your head. Um, so you can keep it in your car. So if you have to get out and change a tire at night, uh, you've got your flashlight there on your strap to your head. So, um, you know, the light that, shines. You know, looking. I have one of these. I never thought of putting it in the car. That's a really good idea. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and then, you know, like, say, my line of work at school, it would be kind of handy to have because sometimes you, I've, there's been times I've been working on stuff and I have a small flashlight I stick in my mouth. And, mm-hmm. you know, that gets a little weird after a while. But if you had this on your head and, um, but like I say, you can put it, if you go camping and you need to get up and, you know, in the middle of the night to do something, you can use it. There's, you know, lots of different purposes. And so it's a two pack for nine ninety nine. I just came in under the uh, under the wire there with that, but it runs off of double uh, A batteries. Excuse me. And like I say, um, uh, there's a blacklight version. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that I would not want to wear in school because if I saw all the splatters all over the uh-huh. uh, the the bathrooms, I think it would probably frighten. No, the you know, you know, this would be good for for the kids. Now, there's only one in that pack, but uh, for looking for scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. something. Okay, yeah, I saw something. It said something about scorpions on there. So you, a black light to find scorpions. Uh huh. Yeah, scorpions glow in the dark. Okay, I did not know that. This is why yeah, I live up here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, because all I'd ever use them for is to find the uh, the stains in the bathrooms. Because we do have a mm-hmm. paddle that's got a black light built. We into don't it. need to go any further. No, no, and I purposely <laughs> believe, don't. We use believe it. you. Yes. No. 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 Uh, but like I said, there's pra- lots of practical uh, purposes. It's adjustable, and um, like I said, I just thought it'd be uh, uh, cool for lots of different things. But so uh, uh, I, you know, we've reached the end of our show. We've we've reached the end of our our digital trip that we've taken here. Uh, we've reached the end of our digital rope. Yeah, well, I, I figured digital trip. I mean, we're going to murder this metaphor, mm-hmm. so why don't we? Um, so as we always do when we end the show, we'll introduce ourselves. And so why don't we start with Elisa? Where can people find out more about you? On Twitter at Sensei Dai or 3 com with the number three spelled out, which the other podcast I occasionally do now with uh, Vicki Stokes and Susie Gilbert. And Melissa, where can people find out about you? You can find me online all over at the Mac Mommy, or you can go to my website, themacmommy.com. And if you want to know about uh, more about me, you can find me on Twitter at DSC Chipman. And uh, I have my uh, landing page where you can find out more of the things I do. That's at Mike-McPeak, that's M-C-P-E-E-K dot com. And uh, if you want to uh, actually hear um me talk more you can go check me out at uh, bardontheplains.com and listen to the latest uh, episode of my podcast and if you want to find out more about the show head over to geekiestshowever.com reviews and comments and itunes are always welcome and we thank everyone who does that we hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we have and don't forget between now and next week to hug a geek my gal pals, Elisa, Susie, and Vicky, the three geeky ladies, told me to remind you that they will release a new podcast each month. So, check them out at 3geekyladies.com or subscribe in iTunes. The Three Geeky Ladies, part of the MyMac Podcasting Network. <laughs>